Great, so I'm going to jump straight in today, and I'm going to talk to you about this phrase, which is carrying your corner, carrying your corner. So if you're taking notes, you might want to write that down, carrying your corner. Uh, Why don't you just turn to the person next to you and tell them what is the heaviest thing you've had to physically carry? Maybe some of you were weight trainers, maybe some of you uh, carried a really heavy suitcase, but just for a moment, turn to the person next to you and say, what is the heaviest thing you've ever had to carry? carry. So clearly quite a few of us in the house have had to carry a few things in our life. We'll be interested over tea and coffee to find out what those things are, what some of the physical things that we are carrying. But we know, don't we, friends, when it comes to carrying, that is part and parcel of life. We know that we carry physical things. We know that we carry responsibilities. We know that we carry burdens and we carry worries. We can probably all think of times and we can probably all think of examples where then our load becomes lighter when people start to carry the load together, whether that's physically or whether that's something emotionally that you're carrying, whether it's financially or whether it's spiritually. And of course, the reason that we gather and the greatest example in all of this when it comes to carrying and our load being lighter is that of Jesus himself. Jesus releasing our load, making us lighter, helping us to walk through some of those burdens. And of course, what he did on the cross was and is the greatest example of all about how we could be free from sin and how we could be free from anything that is stopping us from getting into relationship with God. Our load is lighter when we learn to trust in God and that God who carries our burdens. But in saying all of this, friends, and when I talk about this title, Carrying Your Corner, we actually don't get off completely free. Because although there are times and seasons where it's right to be carried, equally there are times and seasons where it's right to carry and carry our corner. And you know, the Bible is clear on this subject. It's clear on this subject of weight carrying together. You know, Paul encourages in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 2, he says to the church, carry each other's burdens. And then further down in exactly that same passage, he says, carry your own load. In Numbers 11, there's a story about Jethro turning to Moses, who was carrying the leadership and the weight of responsibility of taking God's people out of exile into the promised land. And he says, you can't carry all these people. You can't carry all this burden and all this responsibility. And Jethro challenges him. And Jethro counsels him to say, encourage other people around you to share the load. You know, even Jesus himself had the help of carrying the burden of the cross when Simon of Cyrene helped him on that journey so that actually we could be free. Friends, there's so much in Old Testament and New Testament that talk to us about this principle of carrying. 
And further in the gospel, Jesus says these amazing words. He says, come to me, all you who are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And what Jesus is actually emphasizing there is that there are still things to carry. There's still work to be done and there's responsibilities but it's about how we carry them and it's about carrying them in the right way and this rest here that Jesus is promising us is it's this rest of this promise of love and healing and of provision and peace but it doesn't say that it's the end of all labor you see the relationships that we have with God it starts to challenge and change us to go in from a kind of meaningless striving and overcarrying and certain responsibilities to then spiritually thriving when we co-labor with God and we co-labor with each other. You know, friends, one of my favorite stories in the gospel is the story of four faithful friends who carried their paralyzed friend closer to Jesus. And it's such a powerful example of carrying weight together and an unshakable faith. It's here in Luke 5, verse 18 to 20, if you want to follow up with me. So Luke 5, verse 18 to 20 says, Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him to the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and they lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now, this is an amazing, incredible example of these four people that were unstoppable and that were unshakable in their faith. We've just read that Luke records this powerful sentence, when they could not find a way. When they could not find a way, you see, their need to bring their friend to Jesus turned them into some courageous actions. But when that courageous action faced a barrier, the barrier couldn't stop them because they made another way. They were unshapeable against the obstacle and they were committed to the end. Quite simply, they didn't give up. But the thing is, they couldn't have done it without each other. You know, let's remember that when we're in this all-change moment here at CEO, one of the beautiful new values that we're holding and that we're expecting us all to believe and behave into is that we are in this together. And these four friends were in this moment together. They were unshakable to acknowledge that even though there was an obstacle ahead of them, when they could not find a way, they found a way. Simply, they didn't give up. They carried their corner. They carried the physical. They carried the emotional. They carried the relational weight together. And what were the results? Well, the results were salvation and healing for their friends. And note, in that order, salvation and then healing. And so then Luke records this second powerful statement, remembering that the first is when they couldn't find a way. 
recognizing that then the second is when Jesus saw their faith. And church, we need to pay attention to what this story is teaching us here. Because when Jesus sees the faith of these friends, he responds. Jesus responds to faith. Jesus responds to corporate faith. Jesus responds when he sees us all gathering together and saying, despite the circumstances, despite the obstacles, despite the struggles, we will find a way. We will be unshakable and we will be unstoppable. Jesus responds to unshakable, unstoppable faith. And the miracle that followed was a result of many people playing their part and carrying their corner. Friends, let me ask you today, on your faith journey, are you carrying your corner? Are you carrying your corner when it comes to bringing the lost, bringing the poor, bringing the ones that are in need closer to Jesus? Are you carrying your corner when it comes to kingdom responsibilities? And the other question is, is who are you carrying it with? Because the most encouraging aspect of this story, friends, is we don't have to do this alone. And as we bring people and as we bring their needs and as we bring challenges and circumstances and struggles closer to Jesus, we need to remember again that we are in this together. We're not called to be a church that work alone or work in isolation. And the truth is that the mission and the vision of Zio needs the whole of God's people to carry a corner. And then this all-change moment that you've heard about today, we don't want to be a church that shrinks back, but we want to be a church that applies faith and like these four faithful friends, find a way. And you know, in this all-change moment, when sometimes we hear statements like Matt's just read out, it's so, so easy to want to then have the tendency to shrink back and step back. But we're not those people that shrink back. We're ones that apply faith. We're ones that commit to find a way. Often when we hear about teams getting smaller, we automatically think about reduction. But friends, we're not reducing, we're actually increasing. And these strategic choices that have been made prayerfully, have prayerfully been made, albeit that they're very difficult, they're ones that are increasing us, they're ones that are enlarging us, not decreasing us. You know, let me illustrate my point in a physical way, because like this story, and not that I'm suggesting here that there are only ever four people that we're carrying the load in Zio, as we talk about what it looks like to carry a corner, I really, really believe that God has taken us from a church where it's not just a few that carry the load. I just want to ask for four people to come and carry a corner. Just jump up. Bands, come and help me with this as well as we illustrate what this looks like. As powerful as this picture is. Yeah, come on, come up you. Well, I need you in a second, Tim. As powerful as this picture is, and as brilliant as this moment was, God is positioning us and God is juxtaping us. He's moving us from being a church that just a few carry a corner to then actually many more carry something different. And as I was praying about this picture, I then saw this picture of this parachute. So guys, drop the mat, but then grab a new part of this new load. And actually, you'll notice that there are even more things that we need to hold. But actually, I don't even feel that that's big enough for where that God is taking us. So I'm going to get this whopper out. 
which is an even bigger parachute, which needs Tim to come and jump in. It needs some more of you to come. Grab a side, grab a side. Pony's running up, yes, I love it, oh my gosh. It's chaos because as we pull out the canopy funds, as we continue to enlarge as a church, as we continue to go the way that God has taken us, incredible adventures and incredible things are ahead for us. Friends, I just want you there on the side to walk this over people. If you're on the side, just walk this over people. Let it pass over your heads. Let you grab a corner as you think about this all change moment. And friends, as we look at that parachute, and friends, as we think about moving from just a few of us carrying a load to even more of us, watch the camera, <laughs> to even more of us carrying a load, it's exciting to think about what God could do in us. Great. Give my friends a round of applause. They can just wrap that up. <laughs> friends, I think what God is really trying to encourage us here today in this all-change moment is that the plan that God has for us as a church... And the way that it is growing, it means that more of us need to carry the load, not less. We are growing. And as we are growing, we're asking you. And actually, I'll go as far as to say we are needing you to not just grab a corner, but grab a part of this picture of how we enlarge. Grab a part of this beautiful um, blueprint that continues to grow over the life of Zio beyond Hitchin and further afield. And so... I want to start to close with three points in terms of how we can carry this all change moment well and how we can carry this news well. And these principles are actually good for any kind of transition and they're good for any kind of moment as we take the lessons from this story of being unshakable. So the first one is to speak well to speak well. How do we encourage you to carry this news today? We encourage you to speak well, to speak well of this change, to speak life and to stamp out gossip, which is never good for anyone. Ephesians 4 verse 29 says, when you talk, do not say harmful things, but say what people need, words that will bring help to others and that will make them stronger. Then you will say, then you will do good to those who listen to you and in this all change moment if you have questions that's okay ask them if you have opinions give them but we're encouraging you to stop and to think first am I saying them to the right person and am I saying them in the right way so number one speak well Number two, serve well. 1 Peter verse four to, chapter 4 to 10 says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. You know, in a recent appeal that we made as a leadership team to church, only nine 
Just nine of us responded in an appeal to join teams across the life of our church. You know, our kids and our youth teams are depleted and desperately needing more leaders. But God has given each one, that's what that scripture just said, each one of us a variety of gifts to serve one another. And carrying the cause of our church can't just fall down to a few of us, but it's a joy when we all play our part. I wonder what are some of the lids. I wonder what are some of the restrictions when it comes to why we're reluctant to serve him. Although it's amazing that we've got five incredible house churches and churches at home, the 15, I just said, (laughs) struggled with my numbers there, they're, they're all bursting at the seams. I wonder if you could play a part in that, opening up your home, giving it a go, stretching yourselves. So we speak well, and then we serve well. And then finally, the word that's a bit of a stinger, but it's so important to our Christian faith is we sacrifice well. Because friends, if we're going to speak well, and if we're going to serve well, then obviously that comes at a cost to us. It comes at a cost of our time. It comes at a cost of our energy. It comes at a cost of our finances. And sometimes it comes as a cost to our preferences as we give up and we lay down our preferences and our choices in order to see the bigger picture of what God is up to. Friends, as hard as it is to kind of relate and revolve around this word of sacrifice, the Christian life is supposed to cost us. We're meant to surrender as hard as that is. Because the whole of our story is built and affirmed on the one who sacrificed his life so that you and I could be free. Jesus himself said to his disciples, if any of you would come after me, let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me. And the truth is, friends, we will never have to carry the cross like Jesus carried the cross. But Jesus is showing us that it's costly to follow him. And part of that cost does include denying ourselves of certain things in order that we could follow God greater. And part of that cost is carrying kingdom responsibility, carrying our corner, Carrying our part, carrying our colour, our moment in this parachute that continues to enlarge in this great canopy of what God is producing here in Zio. I wonder, are we willing to pick up our cross? I wonder, are we willing to carry our corner? I wonder, even if we're understandably scared or worried and thinking, what if, or thinking, can God really use us? Are we up for that adventurous moment of saying, yes, God, I'll grab on and I'll play our part? Well, friends, let me encourage you with this when it comes to carrying your cross. And I'm just going to start to come to a close now. So band, feel free to pop back up again. You know, when we think about taking up your cross, 
when we think about taking up your cross, yes, it comes with a sacrifice. Yes, it comes with denying ourselves. And yes, it comes with that costly moment of following Jesus. But we also need to remember that that same cross, when we pick it up, are picking up and taking up amazing, incredible Jesus characteristics. Jesus characteristics of his mercy and of his love and of his forgiveness and of his grace and of his humility. So as we carry this load, we're not just carrying the burden in what we think might be a heavy way or a difficult way, and it definitely won't be a negative way because that isn't what God wants of us. But we're also looking to carry it in the characteristics and in the presence that Christ has given us, which lives inside of us that says, we can carry this with love. We can carry this by walking with forgiveness. We can carry this by walking with grace and humility and strength and peace because we are in this together. So as the band starts to play, I want to encourage you as we start to just settle our thoughts in what God has spoken today about this word. I want to encourage you to track back and remember this story that we've revolved around today. The story of four faithful friends. And these four faithful friends were unstoppable and unshakable when it came to obstacles. They found a way when it looked like there was no way. You know, friends, if there are things and situations and circumstances and battles in your life that looks like there is not a way, I'm here to tell you there is always a way. Don't ever, ever be defeated. Don't ever be limited by the lie that would tell you there is not a way. There is a way and his name is Jesus. And as his name is Jesus, he is starting to cause and fight and rise and defend and prosper and deliver you out of the places of your struggle into the promises of what he has for you anew. Friends, be encouraged by this story that as they made a way for their friends, the miracles of what happened were abounding. Jesus saw their faith and he cooperated. Jesus is asking us as his church in this all change moment to be a people that are unshakable, to be a people like those four friends that make a way, to be a people that say, I trust in you, God, even though I don't know, even though there feels like there are uncertainties, even though there are all sorts of ways that this could go. We know that, God, you have the best way. And we trust the process. We trust the process. And friends, I want you to remember this picture, this physical picture of what we've demonstrated today. Because we are not a church anymore where a few of us are only needed to carry a corner. We're not. And we never will be again. We're a church that places a high bar and expectation for every single one of you to carry part of where we're going. There is a colour on this canopy 
There is a unique design for every single one of you, whether you're young in the faith, whether you feel like you've got no more energy or time to give again, whether you feel like you've been flawed and you're, you're settled into a sin or a difficulty that you can't get out of, none of that matters because Jesus has a part to you for you to play. And he's asking you, will you carry this well? I ask you, will you carry this well? Will you carry this all change moment well? Will you speak well? Will you serve well? Will you continue to sacrifice well? Because friends, if we do this, I just know that the adventure, I just know that the plans that are ahead for us will be the most fulfilling, the most audacious, and the most exciting ones that we've had in our 40-year history yet. Lord, we need you in these moments. And as we said earlier on, change, change is so hard. Change comes at a cost. Change comes with emotions and struggles. But we do also want to make a choice, Lord, as we live in that messy middle and in that tension to also recognize that with change comes joy and opportunity. And with change comes a moment, Lord God, where we find a way through with you and we recognize that you are already there. You're already waiting for us, God. And so as we make a choice to partner with you in this all change moment, as we make a choice to speak well, as we make a choice to serve well and sacrifice well, as hard as that is, Lord God, we say we can't wait for what you have for us next. We can't wait for what it looks like to pull out that canopy of what you are doing, Lord God, each grabbing apart and saying, we will go, we will go. We trust you, Jesus. We trust you, God. We trust you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Before I hand over to the worship team, let me just read this quote to you. John Wimber says in his book, Utter Obedience, he says this. He says, the economy of the kingdom of God is quite simple. Every new step in the kingdom costs us everything that we have gained to date. Every new step may cost us all the reputation and security that we have accumulated up to that point. But listen to this church, because this is key. But the disciple is always ready to take the next step. The disciple is always ready to take the next step. And if there is anything that characterizes Christian maturity, it is the willingness to become a beginner again for Jesus Christ. And it is the willingness to put our hand into his hand and say, I'm scared half to death, but I'll go with you, Lord. I'll risk everything to go with you. Jesus. So as we continue on in worship we're always gonna offer an opportunity for a prayer moment 
We love to stand. We love to pray with you. If it's about what you've heard today, or if it's about something wider, and you feel God's nudge saying, I need to carry this. If you feel God's nudge saying, I need some help, then come to the front, and there'll be people here to pray with you. And we also want to say that the response doesn't stop here. The response continues as we go home and as we consider what we've heard today. And later on this afternoon, you'll be getting an email again that says, can you help? Can you serve? Can you come on this sacrificial journey with us? It'd be amazing, friends, if we could get more than nine. It'd be incredible if we could get every single one of us saying, yes, I'll do something on this journey. So we respond now, but we respond in the hours and the weeks and the months to come that daily, courageously say, Lord, I'll keep going. I'm ready to take the next step. So let's continue in our worship and let's take moments to pray.